baby. Oh yeah, I, oh, oh yes, I like that. I did not come to play with you hoes. <laughs> I came to slay, bitch. Well, hello everyone. It's your boy Ricky. Hello, it's Chris, aka King Self Title, aka King of King. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I felt like it was about to be a rap battle. Well, here we go. It's another show today, episode three. We got a lot of shit to talk about. It's a lot that's been going on. It's episode three to us. It's episode one to y'all. Do not kill yourself in Kimmy's bedroom. Give me the gun. G- give me the well, gun. So, of course, anybody who's older than the age of, like, two and a half <laughs> would know about the O.J. Simpson case. Obviously, we know it as the world's introduction to Robert Kardashian, which has spun off into... The coronavirus pandemic has taken the country by storm. Companies have shut down, university campuses have closed, and healthcare providers are struggling. Jeanette Works Laboratories is the solution to reopening safely and staying open. Has your lab let you down with results in 10 plus days and false negatives? Jeanette Works provides 99% accurate COVID-19 test results in as little as two to three days. That's two to three days maximum. Learn more at JeanetteWorks.com slash radio. Jeanette Works will provide one-of-a-kind software which allows you to schedule tests, receive test results, and implement symptom tracking for your entire organization, all in an easy-to-use mobile app. And Jeanette Works can run on-location test sites efficiently so that the wait time is minutes, not hours. Jeanette Works is the partner for COVID-19 prevention, mitigation, and suppression nationwide. Learn more at JeanetteWorks.com radio. That's G-E-N-E-T-W-O-R-X dot radio. Go to JeanetteWorks.com slash radio today the kardashians empire empire (laughs) a lot of other shit well fx has recently greenlit a series to be featured about oj simpson in that case it premiered a few days ago and it's really good i liked it it's really good. It's funny because I didn't trust Ryan Murphy to do something like real because he's so out of the box with a lot of his productions. But when I tell you, I was sitting there and I felt like I was watching everything go down. Like, and I didn't know, I don't know that much about the actual case, but I, you know, know the Bronco Chase and all of that and Robert Kardashian. And it's funny sitting there watching something that I should, rem- like, it happened in my lifetime. It was so big, but it felt like a movie. It felt like a song. <laughs> Sorry, I'll break out in the music. Go ahead. All right, we don't want to do those lawyers. There will not. We're going to need 32 cents for that <laughs> For that four seconds. That will snatch us right off of SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently the people agreed. Um, the series set the record for FX's ratings as far as their 24 hours. Let me look at my receipts. According to Variety, says that among all FX premieres over the years in adults 18 to 49, last week's premiere of The People vs. O.J. Simpson, which is the American crime story, it beat the series premiere of the number two ranked The Shield, which had three million. This has 4.2 million. So that's the highest amount for any FX drama, apparently. Or any FX series, period. So. That was cute. That's nice. That's cute. Ooh, congrats. So, you know. And let's talk. Hold on. 
Let me tell you how Sarah Paulson must have a lifetime contract with FX now. Because Mama was in there acting her little ass off. She had a little tear in her little cigarette because she knows she's good for a cigarette. But Sarah Paulson, she's also an American Horror Story, all American Horror Stories. Was she in the first one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's an all American Horror Story. So shout out to Sarah Paulson because I was like, Mama, stay working on her little curl this season. Yes, she does. The cast is very good for the show. It's Cuba Gooding Jr. as OJ. John Travolta is OJ's lawyer, Robert Shapiro. Which, which, which. First of all, I did not see, I don't see it for Cuba Gooding Jr. I just don't like Cuba Gooding Jr. But I think he does good so far what he's done with with the show. Because it's only been one episode, right? Mm -hmm. So, I like that. But Mr. Um, John Travolta, Miss John Travolta, the fact that he couldn't move his face bothered me. Yeah, he bothered was looking me. a little snatched back. He was looking a little John Rivers, and I wasn't, I wasn't prepared for that. Like <sighs> Ross from Friends is in there. It's Robert Kardashian. Which is a really good casting. I didn't see that coming. Right, I was like, oh, he really looks like him. <laughs> Courtney B. Vance is Johnny Cochran. Which I haven't seen since The the Preacher's Wife, to be honest. I didn't know he was in other stuff. And I don't know who else is on there. <laughs> I don't know. It's good. We'll see where it goes. Because happened, everything happened really fast. Like, they got all the way up to the Bronco chase. That all happened really fast. So I guess the rest of this, because it's ten episodes. So, the rest of it's going to be the, the trial. Right, so I was very young when that came out. We both were, so it should be interesting seeing that for pretty much the first time because I don't know too much about the OJ case after the Bronco chase besides the fact that he got acquitted. Right. Well, where would you see this going? Like, I know we already know next season is going to be something Hurricane Katrina related. They released that. But, like, what other cases would you see being big enough to be, like, I could see, like, Michael Jackson's trial. Michael Jackson? With the kids. Even though, like, they shouldn't do that because, you know, they're going to cast a white man to play Michael Jackson. But, like, they were naming someone on Twitter. Like, who do you think? Like, there's Casey Anthony. Mm -hmm. John Ramsey. Certain cases that are iconic. Really, those Charlie Manson murders, that was crazy. Yeah. They'll be able to do a whole season's worth of shit out of that, especially like the trial, because mm-hmm. that was a crazy trial too. Lacey Peterson, that was a huge case. Yeah. The Jody girl. Jody Picot. The Jody Arias. Oh, yeah. Or that girl that was over there in France, or was it Italy? Um, she had killed her roommate, or they said she killed her roommate, and then she like got found not guilty, and then she. They, like, took her back to court. She got found guilty. I kind of recall that. She was over there in Rome, Italy, one of them. But whatever. Her too. So. Boys don't do that to other boys. But yeah, so it's like, we also got a little war going on. In name only, at least. Because we have American Crime Story. The People versus O.J. Simpson, which airs on FX. Mm -hmm. We also have American Crime. Mm -hmm. No story. <laughs> no story. Just American Crime. Which premiered last year on ABC. So they're in their second season now, which they're currently in the middle of. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit of a confusion. A lot of people are like, there's two shows that are completely different. Yeah. 
So American Crime, which is also an anthology series as well, meaning every season will be different, further adds to the confusion, right now is about a rape case in Indiana between two guys. Mm. And the funny thing is, it's funny that you say confusion because I was watching, I didn't know about the OJ story, I didn't see too many previews about it, but I knew, I was watching American Crime and then I was at work and they were tweeting like, oh, uh, OJ is doing, OJ did this, OJ did that, American Crime, American Crime. So I'm like, now I know what's going on with this rape case in Indiana, but <laughs> OJ showed up? Like, I was confused, but American Crime, Jesus. Yeah, that show, the screenwriter for that's the screenwriter for 12 Years a Slave, mm-hmm. this black man, John Ridley. Yes, yes. Black Panther Fist, Formation Fist. <laughs> okay, oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> but he's done a really good job with the show. They really tackle some issues that are really powerful to see on TV, especially on, you know, network cable like ABC. Like it's yeah. really good for them to put that <laughs> put them on there so people can see that. And what's real shit? And what they're really good at is showing all sides of it because. Regina King's character is like the successful black woman or whatever, and she had they had this moment where the girl she was firing somebody, and the girl was like, "Oh, you can't help me out," and then she got mad all about, you know, basically black people asking for a handout when they need it, but not doing the work behind it. And so they flipped the script by the end of the episode because they started accusing her son of some things and. It was like, now you're that person. It's like, they're not, they don't just focus on one side. Like, not everything's racist, not everything's, but they're showing you, like, this is real. This is out here. And, yeah, it's been really good this season. But yeah, definitely. Another ensemble cast mm-hmm. features some amazing Oscar winners. Yeah. Just some actors, actors. Yeah. It's good to see actors on television again. Like, that's one thing that these, sh- these like, shows have brought back. Like, um, I just drew a blank. Um, Viola Davis on How to Get Away with Murder. Mm-hmm. You got <clears throat> Kathy Bates on American um, Horror Story. Like, Gaga. You got certain people out here that's like, oh, I wouldn't think they would, you know, be able to do this type of show. Angela Bassett's been in everything. Like... It's a really good look out here for actors, especially black actresses, because Regina King, is that her name? Regina King. Regina King. I always get her and the other one mixed up. Uh, Regina Hall? Yeah, not Regina King. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I used to call her, not Regina King. Regina Hall's everything, too. I lo- No, no shade. I love you. We may be needing some of that Regina King. That think like a man, too, money. But <laughs> That you were, a re- people say you're a Rihanna clone. That's is, funny. Does that bother you? No, first of all, I love her. Mm-hmm. I think she's dope. And uh, all this kind of like comparisons is kind of pretty flattering. But I mean, I know it's not that. And I know that, you know, being from London, there's only so much that you can learn about this side of the pond. I have Rita Ora versus Rock Nation. Um, for those who don't know, Rita Ora and Rock Nation got into it recently over Rita's alleging that mm-hmm. Rock Nation <laughs> failed to. I thought she was going to say alleged contract. <laughs> Because <laughs> I, I honestly, I didn't know she had a rare contract until this article came out. I thought she had been got dropped from Rock Nation until all of this stuff coming up with her suing people. So, 
That's why I laughed. <laughs> no. She's been with Rock Nation since 2009, so she's been signed for seven years. She was one of their first acts to be signed. She alleges that they basically didn't help her with her career the way she thought they were going to. She, in layman's terms, says she should have popped off by now, and she hasn't, and she's pissed and wants to be let out of her contract. Well, a few days ago, Rock Nation responded by filing a lawsuit of their own, and they're countersuing for $2.4 million. So the lawsuit was filed in New York, since that's where um, the contract specifies that they must file those lawsuits. And we're believing that, well, the streets are saying that it's more than likely just something to save face because Rock Nation's distributor, Sony Music, possibly may have requested them to file this action. We don't know for sure, but that's what the streets are saying. Just because everyone's been alleging that Rita and Rock Nation are cool now. They said Rita and Jay-Z talked it out. Mm-hmm. and that that went well, but this is something that has to be done. But we don't know yet. Story's still pending, so we'll know more pretty soon. First of all, dear Rita Ora, you <laughs> Rita Ora is one of those people where I can't cry for you in this situation or feel for you in this situation because you had this record contract for seven years. You, let's be honest, you were Rihanna's replacement back when Rihanna was fucking up and had a lot going on and wasn't really popping it was like Rihanna had a make or break point and they bought Rita Ora in and Rita Ora was this beautiful light-skinned girl with blonde hair and she could sing a little bit and dance a little bit and blah 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 then Rihanna got saw that bitch come through the studios like who are you why are you here and Rihanna got back on her shit and became Rihanna that we know today. So it's kind of like you were a seat filler, and I want to sound mean, but I'm going to sound mean because I don't care. Um, you were a seat filler for Rihanna, and now that Rihanna has taken her place again, it's like, where do you fit Rita Ora? Because I listened to your album, you're okay, you're not any better than anybody else out here. Um, it's like you don't, I don't hear about you. Every time I see you, you're singing a ballad when you shouldn't be. You had the song with Iggy Azalea, but then what did you do after that? Like, I'm not sold on Rita Ora. So in this instance, like, okay, and, like, I didn't know, like I said before, I didn't know you had a record contract to try to get out of. So, those are my thoughts. Cause I just, you know I don't see it for a lot of people in Rita Ora, so I'm, not, I'm like, <laughs> top five. I like Rita Ora. I feel like she can sing. She just needs that hit single that she just hasn't had yet. So we'll be waiting for that, Rita. I won't. <laughs> Girl, I won't. Well, I will. But Jay-Z's been pretty busy recently. Has he? Yeah, while finding time to maybe sue, maybe not sue people. His company title's also been donating a lot of money. They've been very charitable recently. Mm-hmm. They donated $1.5 million to the Black Lives Matter movement, as well as a few other nonprofit organizations. Mm-hmm. Also launching their college social way for change. <laughs> Look at that mouse. <laughs> <laughs> that mouse for extra. <laughs> well, okay, I saw this on Twitter, and somebody had tweeted and said that Title's only doing this to save face because Title's a flop. Now, mm-hmm. I don't want Jay-Z or nobody at Parkwood or Blue Ivy or nobody to show up at my front door, but Tidal was kind of floppy 
as far as like coming out with certain things that that we should all care about. And so, like, them giving the Black Lives Matter, I'm not going to say it's convenient, but it's helpful, whether it's convenient or not. And I feel like they've been pro-black since the beginning, you know. Beyonce and Jay-Z were at, like, the Trayvon Martin rallies. They were donating to them. They were donating to, like, different black organizations. So, and who knows what they do behind closed doors. So, it was, like, puzzling to me to see people commenting and, like, well, Tyler was just trying to do this to get people to subscribe, and in my head, if I cared about social justice, which I do, ish, but you know, I wouldn't. That wouldn't make me sign up for Title because they're giving out to Black Lives Matter. That would really make me like, oh, look at them spending money. Well, I mean, it is interesting. It does seem like they've really been trying to steer their brand towards this whole charitable specifically Black Lives Matter aspect, you know, Usher, well, I'm sure you don't know, but... Listen, Usher's on that top five list of people I don't care about. Well, I know. <laughs> Usher recently came out with a music video and a new song, Chains. In 2015? Mm -hmm. No, 2016. But it also features B.B. Borelli and Nas. B.B. Borelli, I found out, wrote one of my favorite current Rihanna songs... The Tanache sounding. Ooh. Yeah, I said Ooh. it. Ooh. Yeah, I said uh -oh. it. Oh, first straight bullet of the, of the episode. Okay. Which song is you referring to? Yeah, I said it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I said it. <laughs> but, so congrats, B.B. Barilli. It's a little T.I. found out about her. But, yeah, so Title's really been coming with this social justice shit. I mean, whether... It's fake or not doesn't really matter because right. it's still, you know, causing this conversation. And, yeah, these title artists have really been... I mean, but look at Tidal's roster. You got J, you got B, you got J. Cole, you got Kanye West. Nothing about them screams anti-black, like, this is out of their reach to be supporting Black Lives Matter. Alicia right. Keys, like, I'm not surprised Alicia Keys is not out here at these rallies handing out water bottles and, like, children's coloring books. Like, that's what that, that whole roster gives me that this is not a stretch. Now, if you had, like, all white people sitting up there and it was a Black Lives Matter thing for Apple Music or something like that, then that might make me question it. Or if, like, the executives at Spotify are running around here talking about Black Lives Matter. I mean, not saying that they can't, but at the same time, that would make me be like, oh, what y'all want? Like, what, what, why y'all coming over here now? Instead of it being, like, all black people saying black lives matter, like, it's a real problem. And I know we're going to get to the other half of that in a second, but I feel like everybody always casts a problem when somebody black does something black. Like, a few weeks ago when Taraji won the um, Golden Globe, they were like, oh, she's so black, oh my God, how could you get up there and be handing out cookies? But that's who she is. Like, if, if Jay-Z wants to donate a million dollars to Black Lives Matter, then that's just what he's going to do. Title. Jesus. I don't know. I don't see a problem in it. So, yeah, that's Black Lives Matter. Well, Beyonce released a new video. Came out with a new song. Bitch, I'm back. I'm popular the man. Um, yeah, Beyonce. Let me tell you how I found out. So, I'm driving around I went to the gas station or something, and my sister-in-law, who is a Beyonce stand, uh, much like myself, and she called me and she was like, are you alive? 
She's like, are you somewhere? Where are you? I'm like, I'm on my way home. She's like, Beyonce dropped a new song and a new video. When I tell you I hit 85, <laughs> like, going home, swerving in, I scared my brother, I scared the dog, I scared this white lady coming upstairs. I was like, move, I have somewhere to be. Beyonce released her new song, Formation. It's a pro-black ratchet song, so says black Twitter. <laughs> um, Thoughts? <laughs> don't do it I like it it's very good I thought it did what it was supposed to do perfectly I mean these things I guess are open up to interpretation some people felt like the video was good but the song was whack and too juvenile but I thought it worked sometimes you just gotta understand like you just gotta play the game and she understood the game you were able to still have a good song that people 15 can connect with, but at the same time, older people can listen to this and understand, like, it works on a deeper level. Right, and I think it's important sometimes to have both sides of a song mean something. Like, I feel like you can listen to Formation and turn up and drink with your friends, but if you want to add that Black Lives Matter or that this is the social justice meaning behind it, then you can add that. And I feel like that's what Beyonce is good at doing. Like, it doesn't have to be, we about to go march or whatever. But it could be, let's shake our ass, but at the same time, love that you're black, love that you're powerful. And that's what she said after the Super Bowl. But she was just like, you know, I just wanted people to feel powerful. And that's what it gave me. Plus, Blue Ivy Carter was in the video, giving you afro and baby hairs. You had, like... Her on top of a police cars sinking in the water. It was like, it's still a Beyonce production. You're still gonna get your life. No matter what. So. I'm just so excited at the whispers, the tea saying that this is just a buzz single. Right. Because it sounds like one. It's not like the traditional, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, right. single. It's. A verse that she repeats twice and some other stuff she says. It's it, really it, good, but it's definitely not something that's, like, radio-friendly that right. Beyonce would come with. You can tell, like, she's coming out with something else. Right. And I feel like it's kind of like, it gives me Seven Eleven and Bow Down, like, how they were, like, filler songs, like, I'm gonna give y'all this to tie y'all over. She gave, she gave us formation, basically to shock everybody and, you know, perform something on the Super Bowl. But I believe there's an album coming. I believe there's an era coming. And if this might be her resumation era. Who knows? You know, back in the yesteryear when Janet was around, you know, she had songs like this. You know, it wasn't like Shake Your Ass to Injustice. It was like, you know, <laughs> I yield a hand movement on Miss You Much to, you know, <laughs> symbolize black power. <laughs> So, what are your thoughts on the Formation Super Bowl performance? <laughs> well, I'm um, sorry, Coldplay Super Bowl performance featuring Bruno Mars and Beyonce. Coldplay did a wonderful job opening up for the Beyonce moment of the night, the Beyonce concert. I feel like, because <laughs> okay, let's 
tell how we seen the Super Bowl. So we last night we were at a bar, and it kind of like the way the bar was set up, they played music in between the commercials, and we were sitting there, and one of my friends looked up and was like, "Oh my God, they go to halftime." The DJ played the music all through Coldplay's performance, all through Bruno Mars. And when I tell you, they literally nominated me to get up and go talk to the DJ. <laughs> it was like, listen, sir. I didn't get to him because apparently when I turned that corner, he was getting cussed out by a few females um, about if Beyonce comes on that screen, what they will do to him if they do not hear and see the performance. So I just turned around and took my happy gay ass and sat back down. <laughs> but I thought it was amazing. I don't know what people were expecting, but that to me was like what we were missing from the 2013 performance. Like that one new song moment where it's like, oh shit. Like she's giving you choreography, she's giving you lyric, well, she's giving you like the song. And she plays well with others because Bruno Mars and, and, well, Bruno Mars really did good because Coldplay really wasn't up there with her. He know better. And Bruno did really good. Right, like Bruno, his little crew were dancing, they was getting it, even though I don't like Uptown Funk. Yeah, I don't like Uptown Funk, but it was cute to see, like, them go back. Because, okay, I was like wondering why he was... Well, Uptown Funk came out, like, three years ago, right? I feel like it came out at least It came years out ago. a year ago. If she was performing new music, he should have got there and performed something new. But... Dang. I mean, Uptown Funk, he gave you the little crazy and love snippet. I feel like they had no more Bruno Mars music, so they was just like, you know... So we're gonna give you what we give you like that was mixed by Beyonce people <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I enjoyed it I also enjoyed Coldplay so I like their portion as well the parts that I saw because I still yeah. haven't seen all of it um, much like Sarashi P I thought that was Maroon 5 most of the time of the performance <laughs> but <laughs> you know give them they props to honor America and perform our national anthem Please welcome Academy Award nominee and six-time Grammy winner, Lady Gaga. Yeah. Oh, not to not to forget. Speaking of the Super Bowl, uh, Lady Gaga perform. <laughs> Lady Gaga performing the national anthem. So, so yes, yeah, so you know she stepped in Whitney's footsteps. She stepped in that Hunger Games couture outfit. <laughs> She looked like old girl Elizabeth Banks from the Hunter Games, but she did really good. Like I didn't know what to expect from Lady Gaga. I never know what to expect from Lady Gaga because I ain't never thinking about Lady Gaga. Like I just know that she's gonna. I know Lady Gaga is gonna deliver it, so I don't like predict what she's gonna do. She did really good. Yeah, I like she sounded it. amazing. Vocals on fleek. But that her little body movement. Go back and watch Lady Gaga's performance. Like we just did. Her little body movement. Her two beats to the chest and like the peace sign. Like I gotta be forgetting she on stage sometimes. Because when she turned around and took it to church, I was like, okay, Gaga, you better walk off the edge of that stage though. And no, we are not gonna talk about Beyonce's almost fall. We are not gonna do that. Moving on. <laughs> I know y'all was waiting on it, but we're not. Well, in work-related news. That's what I got in my head, but I know you ain't going to do that, so don't try it. <laughs> so, Bian- <laughs> Bianna. 
<laughs> so Rihanna has been giving us some pictures and videos from the set of her new video for work featuring Drake, which will be coming out shortly. Mm-hmm. Are you excited for that video? Mm-hmm. Let, me be, let me be totally honest and not be a stand right now. I was extremely excited for this anti-era for, from Rihanna. Like, I was waiting on the work video. I was well pleased with the album. It was like, you know, I was giving her props for number one. That formation video, though, it gave me everything I needed for her and Rihanna. So it was kind of like, when the work pictures came out yesterday, I was like, oh, okay, that's cute, nice, you're still working. It's nice. You and Drake, that's nice. (laughs) I don't, I can't, I can't care. Yeah, she looks really good, though. She does. Like Thick Anna's coming back. I like Thick Rihanna. I did not like Skinny Rihanna. Yeah, I like Thick Anna. Thick Rihanna. And I like that she's going back to her roots. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah. I like that she's going back to her roots and getting, you know, more of that island back in there. But, yeah. So, I mean, I'm being honest. I'm trying not to be a stand. Because I've been told I, I could be mean to other artists that aren't Beyonce, <laughs> Solange, Michelle, Kelly, anybody outside the Knowles family. So, I mean, I see it for work. Work's going to be cute because Rihanna's never given us a bad video. Name one video besides SNM that was like a really bad Rihanna video. I liked SNM. I did. I thought SNM was stupid and she got sued for it. <laughs> But, what do you think about the um, footage that was released on title of her um, recording work? The fact that she was smoking and drinking during the recording on the footage. I mean, I, when I watched it, because it was like, it wasn't that long. And we both watched it. And it was like, I don't know what Rihanna has done to piss title off, but that video should not have been a video. <laughs> it was literally her in the studio talking with her friends. And like... You see, like, smoke. You see her drinking. It's like... And then she even says at one point in the video, like, my vo- I know where my vocals are. I know my vocals aren't that good. Or something she said. And it was like... Okay. Like, this had nothing to do... I didn't see her in the studio doing work. I didn't see her do... Yeah. Like, she wasn't whining. Like, it wasn't nothing interesting. It was just like... Title released the secret video about Rihanna. <laughs> That's what it felt like. And I've heard a lot of things going on between Rihanna and Title and Jay-Z... And how she's trying to go against the grain, which you should expect that now from Rihanna. But, I don't know, because it was a whole catastrophe with them leaking her album early. <laughs> Thank you, whoever did that at Title, because I know you don't have a job right now. Um, I don't know, it's like, she smokes and drinks. I, I'm not surprised if you watch her Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> Rihanna, one day Rihanna picked up a puppy off the side of the road, and I'm like, I think she's always high and drunk. Well, we also need to give Rihanna some congrats while we're at it. Her single work is now top five on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, which is the most premier charts as far as, like, pop singles go from these major artists. Mm-hmm. Her album also is number one this number week one. in the Billboard 200. Hand clap of the week goes to Rihanna. Like, you got number your second number one in a row. And you know what? I can say, I can say honestly, I like Auntie enough for it to be number one and me not complain about, like, the numbers or anything. Because it's like, she, I, of course, with her releasing it, 
digitally and I releasing it for free and leaks and stuff. It wasn't as high as she probably was going for, but it still got number one and it's a good album. It's like one of those where I'm like, okay, this is cute to be number one on January through February 1st, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know how long it's going to be number one because, you know, good sis Adele is sitting right <laughs> below her, right below her with hello and 25, like, still here, still here, bitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Because Adele's still been number one since, like, I think she dropped out once, and that was to Justin Bieber or something like that. But yeah, she's been there since times. November, like. And she's still number two, selling out 200,000, 300,000 copies a week. Like, Adele <laughs> get her own show one day, and we'll have to talk to Adele about, <laughs> about the way in which you stomp on people from Britain. And <laughs> <laughs> Queen B had to tell them I'm the queen. So Yo Gotti's song down in the DM has been eating up radio. It has, and I didn't know, I didn't know this was a real thing because I seen the Kiki Palmer video, and she was like, you know, Snapchat me a pussy, and I was like, I didn't know it was a real song. But yeah, you know. I wonder if hella females have been Snapchatting him their Oh, ew. I don't want to... Mm. Let me tell you something about the Snapchat DMs. Pussy. No. Let me tell you something about how nasty people are in your DMs. Like, and then I could just see Yo Gotti being the type. Yo Gotti ain't nobody I would Snapchat anything to. <laughs> so. <laughs> Adjust. Clean table. Like, I don't know. He's I, the height you like. Oh, you tried it. That's true though. I like him short. Well, somebody who was interested mm-hmm. in the song <laughs> mm-hmm. hopped on it. Nicki Minaj is on the official remix to Down in the DM yeah. and talks about some interesting things, including getting ice cream eaten on her ass crack. Ew. Now I just imagine Meek Mill eating ice cream. Ah, eating I don't want to imagine Meek Mill doing anything like that. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Visual Jesus. No. Ugh. Yeah, she also referenced Miley Cyrus again. Brought back that whole little stupid ordeal. To which, okay, everybody was in my mentions, right? And everybody was on my timeline like, oh... Nikki's rehashing the beef with Miley Cyrus, but she didn't even say nothing but what's good, Miley, which y'all should have expected that to come after she said it on the MTV, whatever, the, MTV, the VMAs, I believe. So y'all should have expected that line to pop up at some point in a future rap. Like, okay, she said, Miley, what's good? What's the controversy? I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, I was just like, whatever. But I do like the verse. It's actually kind of like... 1.75 verses. <laughs> right. She gave, I was so surprised she gave Yo Gotti another verse when she came back on because I had already started discussing it when I heard it the first time. I'm like, oh, she's still talking? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll say one thing I respect about Nikki is definitely the fact that she will work with those artists who she worked with in the beginning. Yeah, yeah this song is a hit, so I can see her hopping on it, but at the same time, like, Yo Gotti is not on, like, a Drake level right now, like a Wayne level. I didn't moment. know Young Gotti, Yo Gotti still existed, but y'all know how I am. But <laughs> I didn't know. But yeah, for her to be on his shit, like that was 
just a good collaboration all around. It's very hard because being judged based off your Instagram is not really something that people would want, just period. And, you know, a lot of people love to judge, yeah. but my family is very hard on, you know, moving forward as a unit and not giving a fuck what nobody has to say and just doing what we do to make that money. We have been binge watching the Westbrooks today. I'm sorry, hashtag the Westbrooks. I'm not saying hashtag anything, but yes, we have. I hate the fact that that's the title to that show. And that they use hashtags for everything. Hashtag dad go away. Hashtag, it's like girls, ladies, y'all are grown. <laughs> no, this India's is only 18, 19 India is the only one that I can see Oh, so if you don't know what the Westbrooks is Westbrooks is a reality, a reality show That comes on EBT um, BET Whatever y'all want to call it BET's been coming back up recently Carry Yes re Reviving the careers of such as Brandy and Lauren mm. London But I digress um, It comes on BET Anyway, we were sitting around, we were watching it and yeah, India's the only one. India's like 18. She's gorgeous. She's one of those Rihanna types that can wear anything, wear any hairstyle, wear any facial makeup, and still be cute. Like, but she's like self-centered. And she uses hashtags for everything. She's the only one I understood saying, oh, hashtag go away, because she's like 12. The rest of them, though, even the older ones, I'd be like, okay. 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 I like it. Like, I like to see black people on the come up like that. Their dad, for those who don't know, is behind a very popular cigarillo company, Royal Blunts. Mm -hmm. We don't have them out here in Atlanta, unfortunately, but apparently they're very popular on the West Coast. Obviously popular enough for them to have a nice house and what I'm assuming to be, you know, a nice amount of money for his family. Because right. the girls, like, they be, they be hitting, they be having some nice shit. Right. They must be having some nice weed too, cause they look high as fuck. Okay, all I the did time. not understand why. Like every Them girls they was high in, boots. Especially that the second I don't know Crystal, the hippie looking one. Mm -hmm. I said that every time she came on screen, she was high. <laughs> she was high boots. Her and that older one, they look like uh, Drea. It's like you could tell when Brooke. they're high. Brooke. <laughs> It's like you can tell when they're high. It's like, okay. Yeah, they definitely, they were blessed. You know, it, it's a refreshing thing to see, like, black women out here on the come up, just like a, they're a Kardashian or they're, a, you know, in a, not even as famous as, like, the Braxtons. Like, you could tell they were talking about from the beginning, like, oh, we're building our brand, we're building our brand, we're building our brand. It's not like you're riding off Tony or you're riding off Kim or something like that, so... I've seen it from the show. I sat there and watched like six, four or five episodes. Right. Like, they definitely, they be hustling because they getting their name out here even more now. Right. So, they're building this social media fan base. So, the fact that they were able to leverage that into a TV show with BET, that's crazy. Right. And the fact that all five of these girls are beautiful, like, they're all fine as fuck. Mm -hmm. They all are. Five of them. They're gorgeous. And what I appreciate is that they got three big girls, well, two and a half big girls on there. Because the older two are, well, I don't know their ages, but two of them are big, and one of them, like, you can tell she used to be big, and she just started working out and becoming a lesbian, so it was, like, really good. <laughs> it was really good for a transformation. Cause if she is or if she's not a lesbian, 
Morgan is gorgeous. Morgan gives me like what I would love. Like if I had to be with a lesbian for the rest of my life, that's the type of lesbian I'd be with. She look like Faith Evans, but like if Faith Evans had a whole like if Faith Evans stayed with Bad Boy, that's what she looked like. With like a little bit of work. She looks like a mix of like Faith Evans and like the girl from Mary Mary that looks like Beyonce. Which girl in Mary Mary looks like Beyonce? Erica, Tina. I don't know their names. (laughs) I don't know which is which. I thought both their names was Mary (laughs) for the longest time. It wasn't until no, it's Mary. It's Tina Campbell and Erica Campbell. Erica is the one that do um. I love God. Do you love God? The skinny one. And then Tina was the kind of like she wasn't hef- she wasn't fat but she was a little hefty. Are they sisters? They're sisters, and it's like seven of them. Well, I'm sure one looks more like Beyonce than the I other. I think one. you're talking about Tina. Like you know, I used to be in the the gospel world, so you know, I used to love God too. But yeah, but uh, Morgan from the Westbrooks is fine as fuck. She's like across the them are fine. Her, Even though. the other hefty one, it's like God is just a stop calling them hefty. <laughs> They are. She said it in her intro. Like, I love to represent for the full figure girls. Like, this is the age is over where they start calling them helpless big boned, okay? Like, hefty is my word. Hashtag hefty for them. <laughs> you know, whatever. But yeah, they're all fine. I mean, if the Kardashians can do it, then why not can they? Right. I will say the only thing that sets the Kardashians apart from them is the fact that they had a very very big scandal to kind of propel them up in the very beginning. And you know, the Westbrooks don't have this scandal yet. They had India going out with the game, but that's not nearly in the same like vein. I think like I think you're right, but I think what sets the Kardashians apart is that them bitches are rich. When you watch the Kardashians and you watch like shows like the West, no, the Westbrooks. I'm not calling them hashtag or the Braxtons. Like they're rich. But you can tell that the Kardashians are rich because they argue about things that are like, oh my God, I'm so mad Bruce put in a golf course in the backyard. Like, how could you do this to my floor plan? Like, that's rich people problems. The Westbrooks is trying to build a brand. You know, the Braxton... They're trying to get them to have rich people problems. Right. It's like they're, they have like rich people problems for us, but not rich people problems in general. And I feel like the Braxton's was doing that too. Like, it was like you were trying to re- resurrect so many careers. And it was like, so, it was like, oh, but we still like the Braxton's. It's not like the Kardashians. The Kardashians are rich. <laughs> and that's what sets apart a lot of, like, if you watch the Beverly Hills Housewives, those hoes are rich. They argue about patois. Not patois. Like, <laughs> pe- like. Patai the food. Yeah, patai the food. Like. They argue about if their quiches together or not. They're not arguing about bills. And, like, if you don't do this, we're going to fail and we're going to be poor. Like, I need that one black... F- like, the Smiths... What's funny is, though, is that when the Kardashians do be arguing about bills, because they'll argue about bills sometimes. And it'll be like, Kim, I'm so mad that you I'm ordered so three of mad. these $10,000 plates. It's like, okay, bitch, I had 30K. marble for my floor, Mom, and you took ten slates. And I was just like... I was down to, I had to buy something from Italy. Like, you owe me a million dollars. Like, <laughs> excuse me? First of all, I could never talk to my mom like that. Second of all, I'm, I'm not. Like, bitch, you better eat that shit. Right. You, you're, you're worth like $80 million, your damn self. Your man's worth like $110 million. Like, you could have ate that. But then again, Chris is worth like a whole bunch of million. That's like everybody in that family's rich. It's like, 
a million dollars for her to cuss out about a million dollars is like if your mama cuss you out about not bringing her change back from the corner store to them like <laughs> it's really nothing but it's a big thing to them like I need that one the Smiths should do a reality show could you imagine no, they're never going to. They're Scientologists. I'm trying to think of rich black people that could just be rich and just be like, have an interesting enough life to be like the Kardashians. Well, like if you Oprah think of somebody like entertainment related. Huh? So are you thinking of somebody entertainment related or somebody like the Kardashians who we really didn't know about or like the Westbrooks who weren't really known until? I just want to see rich black people. Like, I don't think we have anybody like, I think the Westbrooks... You got the show that E.J. Johnson's on. He's super rich. And E.J. Let me tell you something. If E.J. Johnson come across my Instagram screen one more time with this snatched waist looking like NeNe Leakes. (laughs) E.J. Johnson can call me. Really? E.J. Johnson can call me. Call you for what? Shit. (laughs) Call me for whatever. (laughs) She ain't that funny. E.J. Johnson, though, had the major come up, though. Because I remember when he first, like, when there was all that controversy about Magic Johnson's son being gay. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, I'm about to get snatched, nipped, tucked. Do you know who my daddy is? Like, <laughs> how much money I got? She looked good. But I don't even remember what we were talking about. Oh, rich black people. But, yeah, we definitely, I think, you know, there's a segment that I'd be really interested in that. We have black people with money out here, even if you're not, like, millionaires and shit like that. Like, we have black people out here who have nice lives for themselves and interesting lives that we can see on TV. Like, it doesn't have to be all of these families of other races and all of these other shows. I like to see these shows about black people just living. I'm tired of all this ratchet shit. Right. Could you imagine if the Jacksons had one, like... Back in the day when the Jacksons were the Jacksons, if they right. had a reality show. Could you imagine Latoya cussing out, like, Reby or something? <laughs> I don't know. That whole show would have to be subtitled. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it would have to be subtitled. I don't believe that you just, you're trying it. Bitch, I'm gonna fight you. Like, it would not. Hello. All right, guys, so that's all for today. That's all, folks. All right. Follow me on Twitter. That King Stuff Time on all social media networks. Follow me on Twitter as well. My links are listed. I'm like Beyonce. I just put, I just put it on YouTube, but you can't search it, though. You gotta have a link. <laughs> The days are getting shorter, and you can feel it in the air. Yes, it's that time of year. Pumpkin is finally back at Dunkin'. It's the cozy you've been craving all summer long, now in your cup at Dunkin'. Pick up all of your pumpkin favorites, like the signature pumpkin spice iced latte, or a pumpkin iced coffee, and bakery items like pumpkin donuts and muffins. Sip into something comfortable to celebrate the start of cozy season. Use the Dunkin' app for contactless ordering. America runs on Dunkin'. With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. 
Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details.